You are listening to a new episode of Game Deflators Podcast. My name is John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody here at the Game Deflators Podcast. This week, we're looking at three of the coolest games on the slopes in this week's Triple Threat Throwdown. So this week we are doing a triple threat throwdown. Ryan, I said it right for once. If you have not heard one of these episodes and this is your first time listening, or maybe you have heard it before and you just want to refresh, we take three games, we pit them against each other, and then in our head, Mario Podium, and we give an award for first, second, and third as far as which one of these titles is the best. And now we we don't necessarily look at it and say, oh, well, because the graphics are good in this one, it's, you know, better than this particular game, which you can, in this instance, uh, make that argument for 1080 snowboarding on the N64, SSX Tricky on the PS2, and of course, Snowboards, Snowboard Kids 2 on the N64. Um, and Snowboard Kids 2, Ryan, and SSX Tricky are both sequels, which is kind of a follow-up to our sequel month that we did in August. So that's kind of cool. Well, hey, it was so good, it deserved its own sequel. It, it, we should have done, dude, I wish we could have done like Cool Borders 2 as well, but I didn't have it, unfortunately. And that would have been pretty solid to get like a PS1, a PS2 and an N64 game. Like, that you know, would have been cool. in retrospect, this is probably going to be like November <laughs> when we put this out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah, month was a while ago. It's fresher for us. Yeah, yeah. It's totally fresh for us because we're if recording you're September 4th. Yeah, yeah. If you're confused about all this, you can tell us about that. Uh, online on Twitter and Facebook at the Game Deflators, or no, on Twitter at Game Deflators, on Instagram and Facebook at the Game Deflators, or our out of date website. I applaud you, Ryan. You picked up your mistake and you own to it. Unlike well, me. you know, I remember Twitter doesn't like the. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. lump it in there with crusty old Facebook and their, you know, the superiority. <laughs> Well, I like how you owned up to the mistake because like we just did a little pre-recording before this and it was a couple minutes. I'm like, no, we're redoing it because I screwed up too many times. We got it. All right. So uh, as I said, we're going to put these three games against each other. There's no particular order in how we review this. This is kind of looking at our inflation deflation segment and kind of throwing three of them out there at the same time. So the first one is 1080 snowboarding, which is on the N64. It was developed by uh, Nintendo. It was published by Nintendo and it was directed by Masamichi Abe and Abe. Abe. I'm on a seat. God damn it, Ryan. Like could have warned me beforehand. Now, now I have to do the whole recording over. All right. And now we cut back to the episode. And I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Mitsuhiro uh, Takano. I got that one right. And it was released in April of 1998. Actually, I think it was in Japan. It was released in February of 1998, if I'm correct. Yeah, I just uh, I always put the dates for the U.S. release because that's what we're playing. What's funny is we used to do like PAL U.S. We would talk. Japanese. Yeah, it, it yeah. Was, there was all kinds of numbers. God, we have like scaled down like it's not been even four knowing. years. We've we've refined a, a honed system that's attracted dozens of listeners. Happy anniversary to us, by the way, in the past, which is going to be in the future because we're going to have this in like November time frame, hopefully time warp. Time warping. Yeah, we talk a lot about time stuff in our pre-recorded episodes. All right. Uh, like I said, released in April 1998. Japanese version, I think it's February of 1998. It is a, guess what? Snowboarding game. Uh, the reception is actually some strong eights on this one. And yeah. uh, Ryan, give us your thoughts on, on what we played. So, I mean, I played this as a kid. I had a friend that had an N64. This was one of the games that he had. And I didn't remember a whole lot of it. I remember like the lodge picking the characters and uh, I mean, some of the stuff, I don't know. A lot of this gave me uh, episode one racer vibes. Like there was a, a bit where we were going. I was like, man, dude, we're going like through beggars Canyon now. And a lot of this was very nostalgic. Um, it looks good. I think for an N64 snowboarding game. I mean, it's got some, uh, you know, very decent held up graphics. Like we were, um, I don't know, 
we were a lot better off in the single player. The the split screen two player, that was really kind of hard on a modern TV. I imagine, you know, if we were playing this on a on a CRT, it would have looked better. Um, but in single player, it really was like, okay, this is this does still look good like it should. Uh, the controls were not my favorite. I think I think of the games we played, this was probably the worst. Um, but mostly just because it felt a lot more primitive compared to the other games. Like this was probably one of the first like 3D snowboarding games I would wager. And it, it just like it was hard to do tricks. Uh, John had a hell of a time on the first run, just, you know, keeping up down the mountain. I, I thought the controls were like, they were okay, but it just, uh, it, it felt, I don't know. Didn't feel right. Yeah. It just didn't feel like later games would definitely evolve the genre. It also didn't have that kind of flair. Like I feel like when Tony Hawk came out, it hit the ground running with like, this style and attitude and it really had that like skater vibe to it. I don't know about much snowboard culture stuff and I don't know if that was really well represented. Like it says uh, in here that it had like deals with uh, Tommy Hilfiger and, you know, one of the, the companies that make snowboards. So those were like plastered all over it. Lamar snowboards. So I don't know if a lot of snowboarders are into Tommy Hilfiger or not. Maybe that's part of the culture, but there just wasn't like, like when we got to SSX and we'll talk about it more there. Like it just oozed like excess and like, you know, tricks and combos. And this was really kind of just like a, a downhill racer. So cool borders. I was looking up cause you had mentioned, um, you know, 1080p being one of like the first ones. Cool Borders 1 actually came out like 1996. You so. know, I keep saying 1080p too, but it's 1080 degrees. Yeah. They didn't have 1080p graphics back then. They we're talking about four full rotations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, there's some other like, I'm looking right now, like Rippin' Riders apparently is a snowboarding game on the Dreamcast. Like I wish I had some of these in advance so we could really dive into it. Um, I don't know, maybe a, another triple threat slope down in our future. <laughs> uh, I'm practicing my dad jokes, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> so my overall opinion on this game is to yours. I, I kind of felt like it was one of the worst ones, but not necessarily. Um, you know, when you start looking at the negatives from some of the other games, but graphically, I did think it kind of held up the two player mode. I agree with you. It was difficult. And we found that issue to be the same in uh, snowboard kids too. Also, um, the tricks is really what got me because the game itself only has like, it's legitimately only 25 possible tricks in the game. And I know that like, I remember playing cool borders, like two and three, and I want to say they had a lot more tricks and a lot more things you could do in those games. Um, of course those are on PlayStation one. So that's really why I wish we would have had that opportunity to play that. Um, but they have also like a whole bunch of like downhill modes and tricks and other things, if I recall. But this game, like the trick attack, just you and I, like when we played the trick attack, I think it was trick attack, I had to go down the slope and then we had to do a certain amount of tricks on like what seemed like not a whole lot of slopes to do tricks on and mm -hmm. not a whole lot of options for like grabs and spins. And then you get like a time bonus at the end. And like the course is like, oh yeah, it's 4,000. I think I hit 1,500 one time and that was about it. So that that kind of sucked like that didn't have a good feel for it. Um, us playing against each other in a race was kind of cool because of a downhill aspect and like just racing. If you didn't throw the tricks in there and you were just pure racing, I wish we would have had like more racers for, our, you know, one V one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like if there was a field of CPU opponents, like and the thing is, like, I, I don't remember wave race being just one on one. I mean, pod racer obviously wasn't just one on one. I mean, those were years or i don't know when the other one came out pod racer was a couple years later but no i think wave race was a launch title wasn't it yeah it was yeah but i i swear that had like a field of cpu racers everything or if it, had CPU or if it wasn't racers. a launch title it was in like the first year that it was released yeah. um i don't did pod racers have 1v 
Uh, like 1v1 with computers or no? You had like a bunch of racers on the field. It's been a while since I played it. I think you and I actually did it for the podcast a long time we ago. We did, yeah. Um, like within our first year. So Mario Kart 64, though, when you go into multiplayer, like, you know, with four people, you can only do four people. Like, or 1v1. I don't recall there being like multiple racers at the same time in 1v1. Like, I don't think you can do that at all. So same thing with like Super Mario Kart, for example. Um, so you're saying that when you're racing around in Mario Kart, like just you and I with another person, nobody else is slinging banana peels and shells. As far as I know, unless I'm a dummy, which is quite possible. I don't recall there being more than like two racers at a time if you were just like playing with one buddy. So. All right. But overall, um, you know, music in this game was okay. Graphics were pretty good. Controls, eh, they were all right. I, I don't, I think for me, like, and I'm lucky I was playing on the Brawler 64, so it's a little easier for me compared to you. I can't imagine having to, you know, toggle the one joystick, the Z button underneath, and then quickly transition over to, like, your C or um, your D-pad to do anything. Like, I just thought that was terrible. And then also, I guess for you, it was a little easier as far as, like, Maybe the uh, the C buttons might have been okay for you, like a little better than what I had. But overall, I didn't even really do anything with them. I don't think. Overall, I think you were you were in kind of a shitty situation with the control yeah. you had to use compared to me for this. So, all right, I think that that's good enough for uh, 1080 snowboarding. Not exactly the best, and the fact that it was, I guess, one other thing is that this was developed from like late 1990 or no early 1997 and released in early uh 1998 so we're talking like under or just over a year of development for a title from the ground up and like i know games like majora's mask as you had mentioned earlier were developed from you know within the same like time period or similar time frame but they at least had something to work on this was ground up it seems and I wonder if that kind of contributed to some of the issues that we had present, some of the lack of tricks and other things like that, because they had such a tight window. Uh, what I was reading is that Nintendo was specifically pushing and pushing and pushing to get this thing done in time for like snowboarding season. They wanted a game to come out at snowboarding season. My thought on that is why would you want a snowboarding game, which is supposed to be geared towards snowboarding fanatics when they're snowboarding snowboarding season. yeah you release it during the off season yeah that's what you would think so why push it during that time and it it sold i, I mean we got s- ours in april i doubt there's a lot of snowboarding going on in april i guess it depends on where you go yeah no you're right february march yeah no there's well there is some snow in april it just depends on where you are not I've where seen, i'm at <laughs> i've seen well not where we're at but like i've seen <laughs> snow in april all right but that that's that on that okay uh brass tax ryan uh, so we're talking snowboard. We're talking complete inbox 4565. That peaked at 5844 back in February 2022. Uh, that is trending slightly up. Uh, who buys that though? Everybody buys an N64 in a loose state. That's going 1406. That peaked at an even $15 back in September 2021. And that's trending up currently. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. 15 bucks. It's all right. I mean, you could pay, you know, a lot more for a game on N64. You could pay a lot more for a, a better snowboard game. I mean, there's uh, not really many snowboard games on the N64, are there? I don't know. I think there's, me, name I think another there's one. three okay. on the N64. Uh, well, here, I'll, I'll do a quick search up because I, I want to say that's what I read earlier. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 14 bucks. That sounds probably like you know, a higher end historically, this game would be hanging out more around like the $10 range. I'd say maybe 10, 11 bucks sounds better to me. I'll call this one inflated. Okay. Uh, it looks like in 1998, you had a uh, big mountain 2000. Actually, no, it wouldn't be 1990. It says release for Nintendo 1998. Others being, yeah, 
That's weird. Okay, so Big Mountain 2000, which was released in 1998, apparently, for some reason. Snowboard Kids, not Kids 2, and then 1080. And of course, Snowboard Kids was released later on. So there were three initially that came out. Uh, as far as, you know, 14 bucks, I'm going to say just right on this one. Uh, and the reason being is that there's a ton of games out there that are well over that mark on the N64. And if you want a at least semi-good experience, I would think that at you know, even 15 bucks, you'd be okay with this game. You know, I think you're going to get enough out of it between like eight race, eight racing tracks uh, or really downslip tracks. Yeah, you could definitely squeeze 15 bucks of enjoyment out of this. And, you know, if you need to fill out your N64 shelf, this is a good, easy pickup to make that space, uh, yeah. you know, more useful. Mm -hmm. All right. Our next game here that we have is SSX Tricky, developed by EA Canada. And it was published by EA Sports Big. I got that done right. It's you did. Good. You it's did. Good. That was good. Uh, it was. Um, <clears throat> let me uh, get the phlegm out of my throat after that one. It was uh, produced by Larry Lapierre. Uh, it was Adam McKay Smith also helped produce this. And Steve, I don't even know if I want to pronounce his name. Rex uh, Schaffner. Rex Schaffner. Yeah. It took me a minute, but you stole it from me. Uh, and it was released in November of 2001. So it's crazy is a three year difference here between 1080 snowboarding and SSX tricky, which it's being a sequel, obviously. Um, and uh, it's, of course, a snowboarding game and a reception was around a nine for this one. So I had never oh, played this one. No huge mistake on my part. What did you put? Is it the wrong date, Ryan? No, I put the uh, GameCube brass tacks in here. Oh, for what? The uh, 1080? For SSX Tricky. Oh, okay. Well, then that's fine. You fix that while I keep talking to people. Yeah, keep going. All right. So for me, SSX Tricky, I had not played this game yet. And I've owned it for a number. No, this one I haven't owned for a number of years. This one I actually picked up in a lot not too long ago. It was actually that collection back in, I guess it was a long time ago. Now when this comes out. But June, I want to say, is when I picked it up. Yeah, around June, I picked up like a $60 PS2 lot, um, had a PS2 console, <clears throat> a Wii U, um, Smash Bros. Melee, and then a whole bunch of PS2 games in there. And I got it for like 60 bucks. So no, 50 bucks. I remember now because I was able to talk them down. So this is one of the games that was in there and I hadn't played it yet, but I had played the demo for like SSX, the original. And I remember enjoying it a little bit you know, back then, but not really digging it at the time because it's just, it wasn't my thing. <clears throat> but diving into SSX Tricky, I felt that this had a lot going for it. I felt that the the voice acting component was great. The graphics were very, very fluid for me for a PS2 game. It actually looked good on the TV still for us. It even looked so PS2. Like anybody from PS2 era that remembers playing PlayStation 2 games, that kind of like, feel they all had of like whoa ps2 game yeah it yeah, had a lot I mean, of that going on <clears throat> in it. <clears throat> yeah it had that ps2 feel but it still looked good like it translated well into a modern day tv i didn't have as as big of an issue with it as i have other games like if we played a tony hawk game on ps2 which i think we played tony hawk 4 on ps2 uh, one of those days that one was okay. Like that one was in bad graphics as well. And I think maybe it has something to do with like sports games just don't age as poorly. Um, I'm not sure. Like we've played some PS2 games where we're like, eh, this is kind of rough. And then I games think, like this are solid. I think it, it has to do with like the style. Like this game has a style. It wasn't trying to be like anything that's trying to be like a war shooter or something is going to age because they're like, they're all like trying to be brown and gritty and real, but like that lasts for a season. Yeah. Until the next gen of that comes out and then everything before it just gets wiped away. Like these were like caricature designed people, you know, with like big proportions and like different like aspects. So like the, those type of graphics always hold up well. Oh, kind of. I mean, like I think the only one that kind of fit that would be the guy at the Afro and then everybody else seemed kind of proportional to me overall but, but there I were mean, there were things that like, were like out of like proportion like those giant snowflakes and like some of the rails were like really gaudy like there were things that were definitely well and also you're not like in a snowboard game 
you've got snowboard boots and a big jacket. You're not like tatted up shirtless doing helicopters around your neck with the board in the air. Like, yeah, it's, it's a whole different kind of vibe, like the excess going on in this game, like really put it over the top and made me feel like, OK, this is what this is what I expect. Like, yeah. if I wanted to play a snowboarding game. I would want it to be downhill Tony Hawk where it's easier to land and, you know, you're getting huge air just constantly. And that's really what I think made this one so much fun to play. And one that like, you know, I I think another thing that I can draw a comparison between this and 1080 is that like in 1080, the unlockable stuff, it's just like, you know, oh, here's like just a board, but none of the boards really look that good. You know, here's just like, here's a black square you know it's going to be another downhill slope map but like what's it going to be probably something else kind of muted and like fine but in ssx it's like okay look at all these crazy characters like i want to play this character i need to unlock them oh and then like like, cool places like the everything in it that was unlockable was great to see like i missed that in game seeing like all these like big list of unlockable stuff and like oh there's the grind that's what i want to do i want to get this character and i want to play on that map and i want to get this board i want to get that outfit yeah like i had a, a hot dog board which i yeah. thought was amazing you know yeah. and i i remember that with again kind of going back to cool borders uh three and such i remember that being like one of the key things for me like yeah the characters were a little generic in that game it was early on but the boards were always like cool like i really want to unlock that board i want to use that board because of its color you know mm-hmm. that type of stuff was in there and I, I did get that feeling with ssx tricky um <clears throat> the music was also very good in this game like it opens up with it's yeah. dmx right yeah for the, the tricky song yeah so it opens up with dmx apparently that this game uh now that i think about it it actually helped like regenerate or rejuvenate that song for them like being able to use this song in a game like help rejuvenate that specific song like so if if you're on tiktok nowadays and you hear one song and you're like oh that's such a cool song and you start listening to it yeah that's what ssx tricky did for you know tricky so a little pre pre social media there for you i guess um let's see what else with this game so the tricks were actually pretty cool the uh mm-hmm. the types of grabs you can do there's a lot of, like the concept is you do tricks and then you boost up your turbo meter and then if your turbo meter gets all the way to the top, then when you hit, um, you know, going downhill, if you hit a ramp, then you could do one of your specials uh, along that way. And then you have combos and stuff. So you can, you know, jump, do a couple grabs and spins into a grind and then jump off the grind into another grind and then like combo off in, in a multiple, you know, multitude of ways in this game. And of course, increase your point <clears throat> total in doing so. So when Ryan and I were playing... I had a lot of fun with uh, the fact that I was at like 800 points. Like I could just not hit one damn trick the whole time. And he's sitting at like 15 K. I'm like, man, you're going to absolutely demolish me. And then at one point I just knocked out like 20 K off of one trick and was ahead of him. Mm -hmm. That was a very good feel right there. A good feel. I guess the, uh, the courses were huge and they had like all different routes you could take. Like I could imagine you could spend a ton of time just replaying any one of these levels and going all kinds of different paths. Cause like there'd be rails and stuff over your head and like ramps and stuff off the side. And they'd be like telling you like, Oh, if you go off course, be prepared for a challenge. And it's like, this seems like a really fun game to go into explore around and kind of get lost in those systems. Um, I, I really feel like this is something I would have liked a lot more when I was younger. And I kind of regret not playing it at the time then, because it's probably not something that I would really dig my teeth into now, just because I'm just a lame gamer, I guess. Like, I just even re- though that was a ton of fun, I just, I, I wouldn't make the time in the day to really go get into it. But I really would have loved to be able to sit down the way I did with friends on a weekend and play this with them the way we played Tony Hawk. I just realized, I think it's a DMX for tricking. It's actually run DMC. Like it was just going through my head of like, wait, that doesn't sound right. 
No, like DMX yeah. doesn't sound like that. I don't know music. I just I just nodded and agreed and let you walk into that hole. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know rap, <laughs> so like it, dude, it always kind of hits me. But um, Tricky's a good song though. So that's Run DMC actually. So correcting myself for all of you that were like, that's not the right artist. Like four minutes ago, yeah, well, I got it right now, people. <laughs> if you already left an angry comment, let us know. Yeah, they just already switched it off. Like it's done. They're not even gonna hear this apologetic. You know, I got your music wrong. I'm sorry. Like not even close to the genre I listen to. Um, so a little bit, I guess, about the game itself. Um, so SSX was, of course, released on the PlayStation 2 as I think it was a launch title or pretty damn close. It was exclusive at the time. And then SSX was released on GameCube, Xbox, SSX Tricky on GameCube, Xbox and PS2. And it got a lot of praise on the PlayStation 2, of course, because I think it was probably initially developed for that. Uh, the GameCube and the uh, Xbox got favorable reviews. And I want to say it was released on the Game Boy Advance as well, which if it's this one or a different one, it got it's horrible this one. reviews. It's this yeah, one. It's got yeah, a 66. It got, yeah, it got bad reviews. Um, but like you can't translate this type of game. It's like when I played Hit and Run with old ass retro gamer Christopher Pico on an episode. You can't translate certain things to the GBA and expect it to be the same. Like you have to take it with what it is. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder if like these critics and people reviewing like GBA games that have been brought over just like, oh, yeah, it's really bad because, if you know, if you compared it to a PlayStation 2 or to Xbox, you know, like I just I think if you just went into it just kind of fresh, some of those games might actually not be like a 66. It might be a little better considering what you're playing on. But, I mean, I don't think so, because like usually those are developed by whole different studios and they're different games. Like often you'll get a game on a console and then you'll get like a platformer. I'm on saying a like the comparison, the same title. I know, but, but I'm think, saying like the comparison aspect, like yeah, are but people I don't think anybody sat down and played the GameCube one and then sat down and played the Game Boy one and was like, these are not, nah, not necessarily. But I mean, there's got to be like in the back of your head, you got to think this is not a good port to this particular well, it's not a handle. i know i mean like porting over the title that's what i mean like it's just i i wonder if that's a factor for some people with these reviews i haven't played the gba version and maybe we should at some point to see like how bad it actually is and not do a pure blown like oh well i played this and enjoyed it on ps2 but now i'm playing gba because that's the opinion i always took when i was younger if i played a game that was the same exact title on like GBA versus, you know, PlayStation 2. And I didn't take it from a fresh less than 10 bucks on what the GBA. Yeah, I don't spend 10 bucks on that. It's got 66. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I come across it, then yeah, we'll look at it. But I don't know. It's just my thought, you know, just general thought speaking out there. So if anybody has that, you know, thought as well or opinion, like definitely let us know. I'm just kind of curious what you think about that and how critics look at, you know, handheld games in comparison to their okay releases wow that this console. is like what i don't know it's weird i'm looking Are at you... footage of it really how, how what does it look like i mean i haven't even looked it up uh it's just like a behind you like that gba kind of weird 3d that they did with like really short draw distance and i mean it looks like what you would expect i mean it looks For... better than what i would have expected it to look like yeah, uh, so maybe it, yeah, I'm looking at it now. So like, is that, you know, yeah, I see 3.766, but like, actually, I might have this. Um, but does that honestly look that bad? Just look at the images. Is that we'll have to play I mean, the game. It probably doesn't like it probably do doesn't control super well. well, but graphically it looks fine. Yeah, but graphically doesn't make a game better than a 66. No, I know. I know. It's not the only thing. And we already actually we mentioned on the prior recording um let's see i'm just trying to see like, like the this game person's spot pulling review. off like some cool tricks and stuff i don't know maybe i'll download this and check it out i've got a gba yeah check out let's know because i mean i can see like just from the video like it's super clunky it's like you turn left and like everything's a hard left there's no like fluidity but that's a gba game like i would expect it from that and that's why i question again a 66 or a it three doesn't point make it better five. than a 66 just because the game Okay, Console so if the game doesn't produce great games, if the that. game handles well on there and you can do your tricks and the animation looks good on a GBA, is it honestly that bad? If like you've got the core well, free 1080 there. got an 80 and that wasn't even that great. Exactly. So like, 
can't this be around an 80 on a GBA? I think this is one of those things that is affected by the, it was released on other titles and it's a GBA version of it and it gets shit all over because it's GBA version. That's what I think. I guess. You download it. You tell us. You tell us. You download it. You tell us. I can't download it. I don't have it on. You're the one defending it here. I don't. Well, then you download it and I'll play it. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, brass, brass tacks. tacks. Brass tacks. Brass tacks. I'll do it. Uh, go ahead. I got it. So uh, did you put the correct one this time? Yes, I did. Okay, thank you. Uh, complete in box 1647. It peaked at 2520 in May of 2020. It's holding steady right now. Uh, loose, you're looking at 1169. Peaked at 1656 in June of 2020. And that is trending up. Um, I imagine it'll probably go steady after a bit as well. Um... Let's see, sixteen forty-seven. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think I think it's fair. If I the think... last game was worth fifteen bucks, this one's worth fifteen bucks. Well, plus or minus a dollar either way. Then that would make it inflated. Hmm. That would make it inflated. Then I said plus or minus a dollar either way. The last game was fourteen. This is then, sixteen. Then that so... would be that sixteen forty-seven, Ryan. The last one was 15. You said plus or minus a dollar. That means uh, I'm going to reach through the screen and slap you, John. Hey, it's not my fault. You're bad at math. <laughs> I I think this is definitely worth it. OK, so then this is deflated. And we'll say for Ryan, a cool price. It's not of 17 not deflated if I say it's just right. <laughs> well, I'm going to say it's deflated. So now it's deflated. So you think that this is worth you would pay more than 1647? I would pay $17.50, Ryan. <laughs> uh, um, $17.51, Bob. All right. Uh, you know, look, honestly, if, if you found this game for $20 at your store, and I'm talking pristine condition, all right? Like, manual's crisp, game is clean, exterior artwork is super clean. If you found that for 20 bucks, go for it. I think it's worth it. Okay, so if you found it in a reasonable condition like a human would. Yes. 20 bucks. No, you just said pristine. Okay, fine. Pristine. 20 bucks. See, I could play too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll take your $16 and my $20. Uh, That makes 36. We'll average it out to 18, which makes this game deflated. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, right. And you're just right. So last up, uh, we got Snowboard Kids 2. I don't have any exposure to this game. Uh, And the developer, Rakjin, published by Atlas, produced by Hiroyuki Tanaka. This released back in March of 99. Again, it is a snowboarding type game. Who would have thought that we'd have three snowboarding games in the snowboarding episode? And the reception, six to eight. You know, this is a weird one. I admire the kind of genre mashup here. They went kind of like for a Mario Kart X snowboard game. And I dig it. Um, We ran into a little trouble with some of the split screen made it kind of hard to see when like the ground is all white. It makes it hard to see kind of where anything is in front of you until you're almost upon it. But in uh, single player, the, you know, it looked a lot better. Um, it's fun having kind of, it, it's so weird. Cause like you expect, okay, it's all downhill, but then you get down to the bottom of the hill and you've got to go like right into the right spot so that you can get on the ski lift to go back up to the top for the second lap. And if you get down there, you got to like hop over into the corner cause you can't just resume momentum. Um, the items weren't, I don't know. I had a hard time with the items. It was hard to hit the item boxes for me. And then oftentimes I was so far in the back, it was hard to find people to hit with the items too. So before I give my opinion here, I just want to point out you have one, two, three, four typos in your notes. And this explains a lot from whenever I go through a misread crap. (laughs) You're not reading my notes. You said all your notes are in your head. They are in my head, and I don't read. I don't write them down for errors specifically for this reason. Um, I'm just laughing because, like, 
you just misspelled aesthetics by adding an equal sign, Ryan. What are you doing? And now it, it looks like it's almost athletics. <laughs> There's an E after A. Um, <laughs> it's so fun to watch. Dude, I love that we use OneNote. Real-time editing. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, oh, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, on to uh, snowboarding. So I'm I'm with you on that. Multi- that multiplayer looked horrendous, dude. It was so bad. But when you went into the single player mode, it like totally cleaned it up, gave me a different opinion of the game. Because at first I was like, man, this is really bad. Like, I can't believe it. This is such a high price game that it's, you know, it's overrated at this point. Like, I was just so upset that we were playing this title. And then we went into that individual mode. I'm like, all right, this is actually pretty cool. So I'm with you, dude. The Mario Kart component of this was a ton of fun. Um I did have some trouble at first with controlling my rider um, or my kid, I guess you should say. And at first the boxes were kind of tough, but I started to get the hang of like, you know, red was my Z and then my B was going to be um, the blue box, which is kind of cool to have the two item component there. Yeah, I, I do like having that. I didn't like the lack of variety, though, with the items. So like you had pans and like it didn't matter where you were of the pans, if you used them everybody on the map got hit mm-hmm. uh the snowman it like everything just tracked they were all homing missiles basically so the snowman would home in your ice would home in which also sucked because if somebody turned into ice and you hit them then you would also fall down and what they did would the recover hands faster do? the hands i think just slapped them mm-hmm. uh you had like a parachute which would like launch your person like the other player up in the air and slow them down and bring them back down um you had like a, a what is it the colorful wind wheel, whatever it's called, spinning wheel, I forgot, pinwheel, colorful mm. pinwheel. And that would actually help blow you forward. Oh, it's um, like a booster. Yeah. Yeah. You had like these angelic wings that would go on your board and that would actually allow you to launch up and then you could do tricks. It's like basically just, the only way to be able to do tricks. Uh, yeah. Or you hit like a random ramp. I, I, could, guess. I was never able to land any tricks in this game. Like you would like really pick up some speed. And then you would crouch down and you'd do a jump and you'd see like a little shine spark start to like go around your board like you were going to do something cool. And then you just face plant. Yeah, you had to hop like two inches off the ground. Well, then like I tried to do grabs and the grabs like he'd grab his board really quick and you do it like three or four times and it would get you however many points. But it wasn't like a ton, you know, so and it wasn't like a long hold for the grabs that I noticed. The spinning was kind of bad in this. Like if you're looking at a game to do tricks, this is not the game for tricks. This is more so for the fun Mario Kart aspect and story mode. And so getting into that, um, you have kind of like these kids are on the slope and it's like enter Damien. I think it is. It's like this demonic looking purple kid that comes out and they all like hit him with snowballs or some shit. I don't remember. Um but it has like a pretty cool story mode that's tied to that. And as you progress through the different levels, you collect coins and do tricks and other things. And that allows you to purchase unlockable components within the little town that's there. And so I thought that was actually pretty cool, a neat way to kind of um, portray that game and, uh, and, and make it a little more enjoyable for what it was. So I did like that as far as let's see, I guess going back in the controls, controls were okay. Uh, the momentum piece, makes sense in snowboarding like physically i think that's the right move to make versus like other snowboarding games where you just kind of keep moving into rocks until you get your way um this was very much like hey you're on flat ground you have to hop to Mm -hmm. do what you need to do you're not going to just like pick up momentum randomly there's no jet engine on your back um so there were jet engines if you hit some certain (laughs) certain spots yeah that's true so that piece was kind of nice to know. Um, getting up like recovery was really poor in this game. There were times where like because of a momentum component, um, it was just like it, it sucked. Like you would get hit and then you're just like stuck and you're and like, then you all right, I got to pick moment. Yeah. And then you get hit and again. Then you get like, hit again. I, I got hit with the dreaded like multiple attacks right at the fin. I was so angry, dude. I was in first place. Ryan hit me, I think, or no, somebody else hit me because you came in second that match. So somebody else hit me. I get knocked down. I get up like right at the finish line. Ryan flipping hits me and then the other guy passes right after. So I end up getting four place. I was in first place in our first race and they absolutely demolished me right at the finish line. I was so pissed. So it was also like when you look at that, I think this one in terms of like 
at least for me, I had a little more fun in this one in the head to head type of play with you versus SSX tricky and 1080. I felt this one, I was a little more engaged. And I think it's because of the combat element that's brought into it. That's what yeah. it gave it to me. Yeah. yeah I it, think it gave it a nice mix up. Like <clears throat> that's one of the things like the first game we played was mostly all about the downhill racing. The second game we played, I would say is a, I, it had downhill racing, but I would say was a lot more focused on the tricks. And this one is a lot more about, downhill racing but like in a chaotic manner where you've got npcs and other stuff happening and you know i i think there's so much that this game has to offer for the time like give me a little hub world with little shops and things to buy so that i can keep collecting coins and it says that there's like boss races where like the courses will change time of day and weather and like, it sounds like there's a lot going on in here. I like all the different little costumes for all the different characters. Um, yeah, th this was great. Uh, it definitely deserves to be on the Switch N64 lineup. Mm -hmm. It's a game that I would play on there for sure. And I think it's a game that a lot of people probably haven't played. I think it's one of those games that has kind of like a cult following of people, but most people probably don't really know it very well. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, and it's definitely so, not worth the price. <clears throat> no, I will say up front, it's just inflated. But let's look at those brass tacks. So you've got a complete in box at a cool 358.35, Ryan. <clears throat> How's that for pricing? Uh, but it could have been worse. You could have been paying 405.56 like some guy in March of 2022. The game is trending down, rightfully so. A uh, loose copy is going to run you $75 right now. But again, you could have been the guy that paid $92.98 in September of 2021. And that is currently trending up a little bit. Um, I, w I don't know why. Like, that just doesn't seem right. You'd think that the complete in box would be trending up because complete in box collectors in general and how few of them there are. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. But, you know, right off the bat, inflated. Like, I don't think that you're getting, you can buy Mario Kart for less than this right now and have a far better experience playing Mario Kart. The town component is interesting. I will give it that. And I think there's probably a nice. lot more Mario Karts. Yeah, well, there are a lot more Mario Karts. That's true. But if you're specifically buying on the N64, why buy this when you have Mario Kart 64? If you're wanting like that type of atmosphere like the well, racing I, piece. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I think that if you are somebody who loves Mario Kart and you enjoy other kart racers, this would definitely be worth checking out. Um, I guess for a collector, like 75 bucks, like you could pay a lot more for a lot worse of a game I, as a could. collector. You could. You could be picking up Color of Dinosaur on the NES. But yeah, um, I still don't think that makes it worth it, though. Even Like, I'm a collector. Would I go out and pay $75 for Snowboard Kids 2 right now? No. No, and I mean, Not historically, this game has been over, like, over $80 since, you know, June 21, when everything really kind of started spiking. Before that, it was probably around, like, a 50-ish dollar game. When I Which is a lot more up, reasonable. Yeah, when I picked this game up, I think it was valued in the $35, $40 range. And I didn't pay 40 bucks. I paid like 10 But uh, And I remember when I picked this one up because it was with Mega Man on the N64. And I got both of those for 25 I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, 10 and then 15 That makes sense. Um, so let's put down Inflated on this one. There are far better games, but let's look at our overall ratings. So we've got uh, first, second, and third here. Uh, let's start with number three. I think you're going to share the same thoughts here. I think 1080 snowboarding is in our number three spot. Yeah, it's just compared to the other two, it just doesn't bring as much to the table. Obviously, this was the earliest one that came out. Like there was a lot more going on with SSX Tricky having the PS2 having you know three more years not being developed over the course of one year but it, it there just there could have been a lot more in there and it could have had more personality 
I mean, Snowboard Kids 2 came out. And more out tricks. A, like, yeah, 25 true. tricks just isn't enough for, like, a sports game. Yeah. Like, Snowboard Kids 2 came out in March of 99, so I mean, we're talking one year later. I mean, I get it. Like, things change in a year, and they make up for the mistakes on prior titles and whatnot. But, you know, still, I mean, you're, you're only talking a year difference, right? Well, and it had its own aesthetic. Like, it wasn't trying to be, you know real snowboarding it was trying to be like its own we we draw a lot of conclusions between it and dokapon yeah because they've got that same kind of like quirky kind of vibe or like bomberman kind of vibe to it too like it's got that you know or even speed it's a it's a full world like i feel like these characters and this world all make sense together yeah so in our number two spot i think snowboard kids too Definitely. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, as we just kind of said, it's it's got a little bit more going for it. It's got the town. Um, graphics are actually pretty decent on this game. Uh, but overall, when it comes down to the tricks and other things you'd want to do with snowboarding, it kind of lacks in that area. And so obviously, our number one spot here would go to SSX Tricky, uh, specifically for snowboarding titles. And, you know, just kind of hit on it again, you're getting a lot of everything. You're getting the downhill racing component that comes with the... Uh, 1080 you're getting uh you know not necessarily weapons but you are getting the ability to like hit your opponents that you're racing against and by oh, yeah, the way there's like shoving and stuff we didn't cover this but the cpus actually become more hostile towards you as you continue shoving and, and create these rivalries as you're going down the slope so you do have that piece that's tied in there not to say it's the same as you know snowboard gets too but you you have that um unlockables you know being able to complete for like gold medals and do tricks and bonuses and everything else that you do to be able to unlock additional characters i think makes that you know very worthwhile you don't have that town aesthetic but you do have the unlockables which is cool this and is a, the one game that really has like a sense of mastery like yeah. you feel like if you put a lot of time into this game you would get good and be able to do and see impressive stuff and none of the other games really like you kind of just get what you get with them. Yeah. And I know we're going to get hit with like, well, you reviewed two N64 games compared to a PS2 game. And I think that really kind of speaks to, you know, some, some level of, if you look at it, I mean, it's really a three year and two year difference. I think that really speaks to like what Sony did with its technology to go that far in that short of time to have such a solid title. And it's one of the reasons I wanted to, I mean, my copy of Cool Borders 3 needs to get buffed out, but like I wanted to play Cool Borders 3 to give us a perspective of both N64, PS1, and PS2. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if there were other games that we kind of came across and we compared, hey, let's do PS2 versus like a Super Nintendo version or like an N64 version, there may be occasions where like the N64 would actually outdo the PS2 game and it's not just based off graphics. I mean, it really is based off of gameplay and such. Oh, yeah. This is this is way more yeah. about like the game and how like it feels and holds up and whether it's worth, you know, collecting than it is tech spec versus tech spec in a side by side. Yeah. And if we would have put, for example, instead of SSX Tricky, if we would have put Cool Borders 3, I probably because I had played a lot of Cool Borders 3 and it's not for nostalgic reasons that I would do this, but I would have Cool Borders 3 above both of these games as well because it purely has more going for it than the other two games do. Um, well, I would also like to see like, you know, doing even more recent stuff like Slope mm -hmm. that came out. Uh, yeah. You know, something that's like the premier snowboarding game now, like is definitely not in the same kind of style as SSX, SSX Tricky. And like, you know, which one of those feels better? Like does the more, you know, realism kind of approach that Slope would have and it's more modern sensibilities, like really hold it up. Like one thing I didn't bring up, but I was not a huge fan of in SSX was you had to use the D-pad to rotate. Yeah. And it's that like, I just want to go in the air and keep holding the thumbstick. I don't want to have to move over to the D-pad. But also, technically, it makes a lot of sense to have your direction that you're going to be traveling in and your orientation in the air be independent controls so that you can let go of one and just return to the other. Like That, that holds up, too. It's just not what I wanted to do in the game. Would a more modern snowboard game do that? Or have they all been working off that framework? I, I don't know, because I don't keep up. Yeah. Well, grand scheme of things here, 
SSX definitely takes this one. Uh, maybe we revisit this one in the future and do some other snowboard games. Um, hopefully by then I have some more. Or maybe we do something like a skateboarding game versus like uh, just all extreme sport games. <laughs> just well, there are the two extreme or three extreme sport games on PS. Games with slippery controls. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Triple threat throwdown on that. So games with the best ice physics. Don't yell at us for multiple. Uh, what is it? Multiple generations of console here. We knew what we were doing. And uh, yeah, I, I like this decision, how we came up with it. I, I will say, by the way, Snowboard Kids 2 was a very, very close second for me. Yeah. Like because of that story component. Like yeah. that was definitely if if the tricks were just a little better, it probably could have taken a number one from SSX Tricky for me just because of like the lack of tricks. That's really and, what know, got me. I feel like any kind of nostalgic connection to it would probably make it a first place for you too. Like, you know, having a sense of connection to a game like that is like that Nintendo feeling. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can see that. It, it really, for me though, the deal breaker was a lack of tricks mm-hmm. or lack thereof, like being able to hit big tricks. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want from a snowboard game. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you want big air and, you know, some type of like attitude. Um, mm-hmm. That's what that's what I feel like snowboarding is about in yeah. my mind. As an and I guess last last comments on all three of these. They're all good in their respective ways and what you're looking for. So, again, if you're looking for just kind of a downhill race mode, uh, you're going to get that with your 1080. If you're looking for more of a fleshed out story component, some like differentiation and style like that combat, um, that cutesy vibe, you're going to look at Snowboard Kids 2. It's still a good game regardless. And then uh, SSX Tricky is really going to get you like that in your face, snowboarding, exciting, you know, big air tricks and um, the commentary and all those other things that come with it, you're going to get that with Tricky. So I think no matter which direction you go, you're going to have a good time with these titles. It just depends on what's in your, you know, you know, what's your taste really for snowboard games, if any. So, all right, man. Well, uh, another successful triple threat throwdown. Uh, I don't know when it's being released. Maybe November. We'll find out. Depends on scheduling, but this has been a new episode of Game of Flares podcast. My name is John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening.